Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. It is surprising to me, right, to say movement. No, the article that I have is about the movement to boycott Walgreens as a response to this. Oh, okay. Now, Walgreens, apparently, uh, more customers are reporting being denied birth control and other contraceptives from Walgreens. A movement to boycott Walgreens is bubbling up online after multiple customers reported employees denying them birth control and other forms of contraception, such as condoms. In Wisconsin, a cashier refused to sell Jessica Pence condoms based on his religious grounds, per the Star Tribune. Is Jessica Pence a brand name of condoms? No, it's the the girl who was trying to buy them. Jessica oh. Pitts was her name. Oh, so it was the employee who had the religious grounds. I wasn't cl- clear who the his was in the Okay, in the yes, sentence. the his was the employee. Okay, got it. In a Twitter thread, Jessica's partner, who is Nathan Pence, posted the couple's c- customer complaint, which said that the cashier, John, refused to sell them condoms because of his faith, then proceeded to embarrass Jess in front of other customers for her reproductive choice. <laughs> I was the only woman in the store at the time, she said. It was a very lonely moment. And where does it say where the store was? Did you mention that? Yes, Hayward, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. is where it happened at. Wow. Hmm. You know, so he tried to embarrass her for trying to be responsible. Well, that's what she says. It sounds to me like he was just like, no, it's against my religion to sell you condoms and I'm not going to do it. And she just went all care mode. How dare you call me out in front of all of these customers? You know, this kind of reminds me of the COVID uh, times a little bit. When did you ever see any of the videos from the stores where somebody would go in with like no mask on, and then they would try to remove them from the store, and they by that time already had like a bag of chips or a jug of milk or something like that, and they would try to lay cash down on the counter because they would refuse to sell to them, and just like, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to take this milk. Here's five bucks or whatever, you know, over the amount was necessary to make the purchase. Don't worry about the change. Here you go. And then they try to walk out and the manager tries to snatch the item back and force the money back on the person. Like what would happen in this circumstance if you had a box of condoms and said, uh, and the, you know, the cashier's refusing to sell it to you and you're like, well, it's on the shelf. It's for sale. I would like to purchase it. Here's 10 bucks or whatever, you know, a box of condom costs. Mm. What happens then? It sounds like what stealing? I don't think they I in most states I don't think they could prosecute you for theft Wouldn't and seem I like don't it. think they would they would try. In California they won't prosecute you for theft even if you walk out with garbage <laughs> bags of crap. If it was genuinely a violation of my religious beliefs to to sell someone condoms, then it would just as much be a violation of my religious beliefs to work at this company and say, oh, look, it's a violation of my beliefs to sell them to you. But my coworker here, they can do it for you. (laughs) That's just as much a violation. Yeah, it's not a very principled position. Uh, So but but the weird thing is, is Walgreens is saying, oh, it's fine. This is, you know, they're following policy. They're free to, to not sell these items. And, they're required to refer the customer to another employee or a manager on duty who will complete the transaction. So what if the manager has the same religious belief, though? Or, or is that it? If, you're, if you have a religious belief, you're... You'll never make it to manager. I, right. I suspect you'll never be a manager if you're... Because, well, you know, you can't be. You're not obligated. They're not obligated to promote these people, but True. apparently they're willing to keep employing them. And we mm-hmm. were getting into this discussion that you guys had a disagreement on, which was, you know, is it legal 
or illegal what uh, you know is going on here as far as Aria, your point was Walgreens is going to get sued if they fire these people. They're going to oh, yeah. they're going to claim religious discrimination. You can't fire me over my religion. Whereas nobody said that uh, they can do it because they're not. Even though they're claiming it's their religious objection, they're refusing to do their job, which is to say sell every item on a hook or on a shelf. Just a quick look at the cake baking Supreme Court cases. All the headlines talk about wins, so it may require a little digging to find the one that that wasn't. One says it was a narrow win, uh, and there's a few different episodes of this. One in 2022, I guess. Yeah, it has something to do with the, I want to say it was Denver. It was whatever city they're in, and the Civil Rights Commission, Colorado, trying to say that they, they violated some civil rights law, if I recall correctly. But, you know, it doesn't matter. I was just using it. It's absurd that we could reach that point anyway, where a baker can get sued for saying, no, I don't want to bake this cake. It is a litigious society. I completely understand Walgreens' position or say, oh, you know what? We're just not going to mess with this. And and it wouldn't really matter whether, you know, the Walgreens spent $5 million fighting a lawsuit or whether they just settled and gave the guy $800,000. They're going to it's a losing proposition Mm. either way for them. Yeah, if I, like I said, if I were the lady in this case and somebody refused to sell me the uh, the condoms, I'd say, okay, can you do me a price check and then just lay the cash down on the <laughs> I mean, don't they uh, the have table? self-checkout at most of these places? A lot of them do now. Yeah, I don't mm. know about Walgreens, so. I know the CVS well, here the in does. One of the issues with this kind of case is like the the person who sued the baker, I remember, they actually plotted the route from this person's house to the baker that they sued and they found they'd passed like five or six mm-hmm. bakeries i came up to two pork fest before i move i didn't i didn't visit at all i uh hmm. i my first pork fest was after i moved here to new hampshire wow. nice. you, uh, Aria, you you did come up to visit right i learned about the free state project because of the porcupine freedom festival though yeah you, you didn't showed even... up for pork fest and just never left no, well, no, sort you of. Went away once, didn't I, you? I came for Pork Fest one year, and I went back, and then I think I came again the next year, and then and went stayed. back, and the third oh. year I came and stayed. Oh wow! Huh. Well, so everybody's got their story, and so this lady was absolutely backed up everything that people say about Portland that it is an absolute s hole. There's people literally just living, you know, homeless people all over the streets, and you know, just an awful situation to to be in. Of course, pricing of housing uh, has been going up, and it's just it's a mess. And so she wants to get out. And she's not the only one. There are a lot of people leaving cities that have just gone out of control with statism and big government and the sort of the reactions, what comes out of of these policies inevitably. Well, didn't like Portland, Oregon have part of its city taken over and become like a Chaz, a yeah, an autonomous zone Mm -hmm. or something? That's that kind of crap won't happen in New Hampshire, man. Yeah. Well, Well, the thing is, the the police let that happen for whatever reason. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know why. Full size bottles of you know Head and Shoulders behind lock and key. Guys, so, it's not that serious. Your dandruff will be okay. Get a job. It is serious, though. I mean, as far as the I mean, their the dandruff isn't that serious. Right. Have you seen the videos mm. where? Yeah, and a lot of them come from San Francisco. Where some guy just comes into a, a Walgreens or a CVS with a backpack and just opens a backpack and just starts loading up whatever he wants off the shelves as employees just stand there. 
Well, mm-hmm. aren't they instructed not to do anything because the, the district attorney mm-hmm. won't prosecute for anything under $50 or something like I that? I think it's 500 I believe. So they, yeah. yeah. And they can't steal the $500 worth of stuff in, in a few bags. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I've seen them. I've seen him in there with garbage bags yeah. and guy guy was actually he had garbage bags full of stuff and apparently he had just brought his bike with him mm-hmm. into the, into I saw the that one. store and he's just crazy riding off through the store on his bicycle with a garbage bag of crap. Yep. That's dystopian, man. That, that yeah, That's a level. Insane. OK, I'm just leaving this place. And when, when your city gets that bad. Just leave. Why are you still there? Well, that's what a lot of Walgreens are doing. And then, then of course, the locals whine. They say, oh, they shut down the Walgreens. You know, they're losing money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're going to go out of business like this. Desperation has to play a, a factor, right? If people are not hungry, if people are are well paid and and they're comfortable, they're not as likely to go out and do crazy things like this. Well, there's another thing going on though, which is progressive district attorneys in a lot of these cities, and I know that San Francisco is one of those yeah. these cities. I know that L.A. was one of these cities, but I believe their prosecutor has now been recalled by a special election um Mm. and they went in and they basically said out loud we're not going to prosecute for shoplifting in one case it was under 850 dollars see i'm fine with that though because i don't think the government should exist i don't think there should be prosecutors i don't think there should be law against theft however if you're going to have a system like that you should allow the shop owners and the employees to carry their uh, weapons to protect Which themselves. Which you can't do in San Francisco. Right. right. And also, they should be able to defend their stock, their their business, you know? And, uh, you know, it's... It, well, it's... Uh, Mar- uh, my, my friend Mark, I'm not going to give his last name, but, uh, you know, he... the His last... Uh, his last objection before he became an became an uh, anarchist was he said but without government who would deal with the pedophiles i have had an ebay account since 1997 wow and okay. i don't use it very often uh, i mean hardly ever but there was something i the piece of equipment from this uh, studio that we didn't use anymore it's been sitting on a shelf for years and still had some value so i figured all right i'll put it on ebay and sell the thing they wouldn't pay me out until I went through a verific- an identification verification process on an account that had been open with that company since the late 1990s. And they didn't uh, didn't let you know that Beforehand. until it was time for you to get a payout. Uh-huh. That's right. Wow. Yeah. So they they were looking to jack your money if they could. And cause... I'm pretty sure Amazon val- you know validates um, sellers and things like that. So, I mean, this is already happening. Attorney generals in states like California, Arizona, and New Mexico are setting up anti-shoplifting task forces and looking at uh, stricter laws on bail reform and felony thresholds District attorneys in cities like Chicago and New York are considering harsher measures against shoplifters. The problems made like worse prosecuting them at all. by flap, uh, flash mobs like the 80 people who stormed a Nordstrom in San Francisco back in November and organized retail groups that often hire homeless people and drug addicts as boosters to do the dirty work. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. 
I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Look at all this money that's being lost. $1.6 million in razor blades were recovered from a $50 million illegal warehouse, which was stocked with health and beauty products that thieves had been picking from CVS's, Walgreens, Target stores, etc. But what are stores doing? In addition to locking high-theft items behind anti-theft panels, retailers are arming more merchandise with alarmed security tags. What good does it do? It's not going to shock mm-hmm. them or something like that. They're just running out the door with them. Hiding a GPS locator inside of it may be a little more effective mm-hmm. because that would at least take them to their warehouse. But that assumes that the police are going to investigate it. And it mm-hmm. seems they're not. They're not. I mean, the cops probably aren't going to spend much time chasing you down if the prosecuting attorney has said she's not going to press charges or he's not going to press charges. The Plus, you know, GPS actually is going to be a big piece of equipment it's not it's not the same as like an rfid tag right you, you, know, you have to have a battery it has to be powered it has to have a you can get fairly small ones guys though. Will have online stores where they're selling the gps equipment i mean you can get fairly <laughs> small ones though because i looked into it when my signs were getting stolen from around yeah. cheshire county and i considered the idea of you know just slipping some little gps tracking thing in mm-hmm. there and then you know track and find out where my signs are going and uh, you know, they were relatively cheap. I think it was like 60 or 70 bucks for something that could How have been... How small did they get? Small enough that I could have hidden it on the side and they uh-huh. probably wouldn't have noticed it, but it, it wouldn't have like fit into the cracks in be, you know, the corrugated cardboard or whatever. And it wouldn't have fit does, in there. How long does it run for? I don't recall. Yeah. Literally every, almost everything, like from tops, top to bottom of these shelves, more than half of the retail space on the shelves in this store is completely locked up. Mm-hmm. Only the bottom items, two shelves well, on like the bottom. Well, like a loofah that's like it's 12 cents like, or whatever? It's been like that in Detroit for a long time. If yeah. you go to a, uh, um, to a Detroit, I mean, real, you know. The heart of the city. The yeah, yeah. The, the scary parts of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go and in, go into a liquor store there. The the fence, the the glassed off area where the employees is is huge, yeah. and it, it takes up like half the store. So you yeah. order through a window and then go get it for you. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so too many locks could, can frustrate honest shoppers, potentially sending them into the arms of Amazon.com instead of the corner store. What sort of items do they have not locked? Because you, uh, there are pictures, right? So I'm just yeah. curious, what sort of items do they not have locked behind these shelves? That they're locking behind you know, shampoo and toothpaste and stuff like that. Then what could be cheap enough? They're like, you know what? Just leave that out. Don't bother. Like a pack of gum? It, it honestly looks to me like they just haven't installed enough locks yet. Because if you just judge based on the pricing... Like I said, there's head and shoulders items here, uh, just you know, anti-dandruff shampoo, less than nine, it's nine ninety nine. You can see the price tags here; they are locked up. And beneath that, there are items that are eleven ninety nine and nine ninety nine. So okay. I think they just haven't installed them yet. I used to work in retail uh, when in Florida in the late nineteen nineties. I worked at uh, it bit what ended up becoming Big Kmart. It was Kmart, and then they renamed it to Big Kmart. And yeah, we had some Did stuff they make under it bigger. No. I didn't, I didn't realize name. Kmart got re- renamed. Yeah, it was Big Kmart. 
I thought it was just Kmart. No. But the, the rebranding didn't go didn't over work. very well then. Didn't work. Now, there's, <laughs> I think there's three Kmarts left in the I United remember, States yeah. as of a few months ago. Maybe there's fewer now. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, I worked in the electronics department, and there were some items that were behind lock and key, high-dollar video game items in some cases you had to go get, or uh, like a camera or something oh, like that's that. that's true in every Walmart or every yeah. every store that you go to. Something that They're not going to leave the $700, you know, drone out there on the shelves. Right. But now it's literally a $9 bottle of shampoo is behind lock and key. Mm-hmm. That's and, a bit excessive, and that's what they—that's what they feel they have to do. And it's like, no, you're just gonna. What you're going to have to do, if they don't start doing something about this in some way, and you can't expect the government to solve this problem because they basically created the problem in the first place. So the retail industry is going to have to come up with something that's not going to drive customers away. And it's like online ordering is about the only solution at this point, and that that takes the the sort of the browsing out of the retail shopping experience like i would not it's one thing if you're just going to get a bottle of shampoo that you always get and you know what you're getting you don't have to make a decision it's another thing when you don't know what you want how do you go about inculcating a population that has been mired in this sort of immorality as a lifestyle how does that turn around what do you do about that let it die out. Yeah, it's going to have to just die its natural death. The people that actually want to live a better life are going to leave these places, and they already are. There's a lot of people. San Francisco mm-hmm. rents went down during COVID because people were leaving. They couldn't get the rents that they got before. And San Francisco, of course, no, noteworthy or notorious for being one of the most high-rent uh, cities in the United States. It's mm-hmm. insane. Uh, you know, you can get a shack for... $10,000 a month or something like that in San Francisco. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, oh, but what about this innocent bystander who, you know, they didn't want to go down with the ship or whatever. They just couldn't afford to move. Well, they didn't want to move badly enough. You can't afford to stay yeah. in a place like this. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what, you know, the bleeding hearts are going to argue. Mm-hmm. No, that's not fair to, to little Brittany who didn't deserve to go down with the city of San Francisco. Well, little Brittany could have gotten out if she'd really, really wanted oh, to. Oh, yeah. Well, and... The progressives shouldn't have chucked little Brittany under the bus in the first place. <laughs> you know that would that would have solved the problem. But the the but see they won't admit the that progressives part. weren't weren't thinking about little Brittany. They were they were thinking about how do I get boats from shoplifters? I guess. I just can't uh, so get excited three. about election integrity. The The entire process is fraudulent and rigged and, and deceitful. So, okay, they're, they're honest about being deceitful and dishonest. That That's what election integrity means to me. Yeah, it's kind of a buzzword on the Republican side, and it's actually one of the areas where some of the free state or state reps are, are kind of weak, in my opinion. They pander to the right wing by agreeing, oh, yeah, we need to show people need to show ID before they vote. And we need all these government restrictions on uh, voting. And I've always been of the mindset of, you know what, I like that I don't have to show ID when I vote here in New Hampshire. I mean, if we're going to have elections, honestly, and I realize it's going to sound like I'm joking, but let's have them be as fraudulent as possible. (laughs) Look, I, I realize that sounds like I'm joking, but I'm really not like we know. We know that Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump or Joe Biden, whichever one of them is the biggest cheater, is going to get to the top. So let's have a system that just honestly is set up to find the one who's best at cheating. They added a zero to the election results, in your case, to the opponent that was against you. (laughs) He's better at cheating than I am. So all props to him. 
the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance just came out this weekend with their 2022, what they call the Liberty Report Card, basically, the Liberty Ratings, and uh, where they look at all 400 state representatives. That's a lot of people to crunch numbers for. And then 24 state senators. And they give them a a rating from A through F. And there's actually lower than F, which is called constitutional threat. And so they come up with a rating for all 400 and then 24. And they publish it at this Liberty Dinner that uh, Bonnie and I went to over the weekend. And there's, uh, you know, as always, a few dozen people, several dozen that uh, that are in the A or the B category. So there's a a lot of people that vote for Liberty most of the time or the super majority of the time here in new hampshire and they're not all free staters many of them are natives people that have been here for their whole lives or some people who moved here 40 years ago before the free state project even happened you mm-hmm. know ideologically i'm a purist yes i would pr- i would much rather we have all state reps who are just voting for a's um, who are just a's across the board right but if we have some b's in there as well i will take that for now sure right? we gotta work with those b's better yeah. than a c a lot yeah. of people don't get that. They're like, no, we have to go all the way. We only, only A's are worth it. That's n- no, that's not realistic. One guy said freedom is hanging by a thread in New Hampshire. Yeah, Got to watch those libertarians, man. They say the free staters are killing freedom. They say free staters want to raise property taxes. I mean, there's they all They didn't possibly of, say that. They Did said they? that. It's in the video. So go see it for wow. yourself. Go to video. See, that was the issue I had. You know, a lot of it was, go, what was it again? Video.freekeen.com. What was that in reference to? I haven't heard I have anything no idea. about this. A I, lot I don't of, know. A lot of it was just advertisements for the Free State Project. Totally. But then they went and they told lies. And that was the part where I got irritated. But if they just want to talk about how much they hate liberty and free staters and everything that we're trying to do, I'm totally okay with that. They're going to keep lying because that's what they have to do. Yeah, But be honest about it. Say, you know, we don't like this whole freedom thing. We think that you have to sacrifice some amount of your freedom. You have to sacrifice some amount of your property to live in a society. If that's what you think. That's the thing. They just know, say it. They know that freedom is a value to people in New Hampshire. The people in New Hampshire appreciate that concept. And so if they can position free staters as being anti-freedom, they'll get the low information voters to think, oh, well, thank goodness we've got the Democrats here protecting us from these free staters. And I mean, that's that's it's literally in the name. Yeah. And I, and I realize we had things like the Patriot Act and stuff like that, where being in the name doesn't necessarily mean everything. But in the case of free staters, it kind of does. Yeah. Aria, you wanted to get into China and what's happening or you know some news about their censorship program that's uh, pretty oppressive i did because we all know what's happening in china but no uh, we don't well we have a general idea of what's happening things. in china yeah. and you know it's it's a lot worse than people realize and i i learned about this when i read uh, we have been harmonized which is a book written by a former chinese dissident who escaped who escaped and she, she wrote this book halfway through it just becomes this anti-chinese propaganda that's mm. that's every bit as bad against the chinese as it would be if it was for the chinese I, i've worded that very badly but halfway through the book it lost its way but it, it made me curious mm. about what the conditions on the ground in china are actually like and it, it's extremely oppressive in april of 2022 this is coming from the guardian A resurgence of COVID spread seemingly unchecked through the financial center of Shanghai. That was just three months ago. The government imposed a strict lockdown, confining millions of people to their homes, 
triggering mass testing on a scale unseen since the initial outbreak. It goes on a bit more in, in an attempt to control... Every day. They're testing people every single day in Shanghai. There's a reason that the latest Marvel movies that we've seen from Disney are focused on Asian characters, certainly. And it's because mm-hmm. they, they want to pimp it out to the Chinese market. Mm-hmm. The earlier days of Chinese tech also saw the construction of the Great Firewall of China. One in five people on the planet using the Internet access it through a filter that obscures Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, The New York Times, and YouTube. Wow. Imagine all these highly controlled big tech companies that we find to be oppressive here in the United States. The Chinese government finds them to be distressing and they want them prohibited. That is a scary thought. I mean, we're we're on to like library and Matrix and Mastodon and stuff like that. And there's they can't even access the things that we're running away from. Correct. I wonder how many people are running uh, Matrix behind the Great Firewall of China. Good question. Well, it doesn't say, and I can't, who knows? I mean, there's no statistics on that. These services are often even better in terms of convenience and design. That is things like um, WeChat and it lists some other ones that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce because they're, they're clearly Chinese and I, mm. I would butcher it. The Swiss army knife of a super app WeChat is the most deft at merging the functions of various Western platforms, allowing people to chat, shop, or order a takeaway. Right. Yeah, it's and, a payment platform as well. Like a lot of businesses accept it as payment so the wall no longer resides just within china when chinese people travel outside the country the wall follows them via their telecom providers a person using a chinese mobile sim card is barred from roaming on google authoritarian nations in africa southeast asia and russia see the appeal of the model they want to create their own intranet it goes on with a little bit more about those specifics but i I just think that's intranet meaning within the country yes okay Mm -hmm. Tencent's products are so convenient and intuitive, yet in the back of everyone's mind is the knowledge that their every move, location, and utterance is documented and potentially scrutinized. Mm-hmm. Nowhere is this contradiction more apparent than at Tencent's headquarters. Tencent's office building took five years. I, I don't care about any of that. What struck the author was that within the walls of the building that serves as a towering institution of futurism and commerce, the Communist Party's influence is omnipresent in its open plan reading room alongside books about the cosmos and the ancient Greek and Roman empires. I'm kind of surprised they're allowed to have books about mm. the ancient Greek empires. China, since Chinese President Xi Jinping's books, tabulating his speeches and thoughts about how to govern, features on the most prominent shelves. Uh, so, excuse me, his mm. book is more prominent than the other books. So that's only fair. QR I wonder if they have to have it there. I'm sure they do. You know, kind of like in North Korea where you have to have uh, images of Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-un and Kim... Uh, Kim Jong-il. The middle, yeah, the middle Kim. Yeah, Kim Jong-il. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.